And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelled between Cadus and Shur and sojourn in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man, for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, will thou slay also a righteous nation? Said he, said he not unto me, She is my sister. And she, even she herself, he is my brother, and the integrity of my heart and the innocency of my hands have I done this. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou did this in the integrity of thy heart. For I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Now therefore restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are thine. Therefore Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears, and the men were sore afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us, and what have I offended thee, that thou hast brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? Notice this verse here. And Abraham said, Because I thought, Surely the fear of God is not in this place and they will slay me for my wife's sake. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you. We're thankful to be here tonight and just thankful for the testimonies, the song. Thankful, Lord, that the roads are clear enough that we could just come. I appreciate, Lord, the privilege to be in your house. I need you tonight. I pray you'd help me to effectively communicate the word of God. Lord, strengthen us and use us, we pray. If someone's lost here tonight, God, I pray, Lord, that they would just believe on you, Lord Jesus. I, I know that you died on the cross for their sins, Lord, and you rose again the third day that they could have eternal life. If there will be one here tonight that don't know you and pardon and forgiveness of sins, I pray, Lord, deal with their heart. And, Lord, I pray that you'd help us tonight, get all glory, honor, and praise to thee. We thank you, we praise you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to preach on this thought tonight, living where the fear of God is missing. And I think it's so applicable to us, and I don't have to say much to this, but uh, if I were to take the New Testament, now I do want to make this, and I'll quote this verse later on, but uh, why do you think this is in here, this, this chapter is in here? Well, it's in here for our learning, and, and it's applicable to us today, and you say, well, why is that? Because if you read over the days we're living in, for perilous times shall come. That's where we're living in. That's danger. It's, it's trouble, uh, and that's the, the hour that we find ourselves, uh, and we find ourselves looking at the news and looking at current events and as we look at these things we can sense that uh, some of you all that's older and I say that reverently that are older than I am can see that there's a change in the nation no, the nation's not always, it's never been a nation full of safe people, okay? Not everybody in America's always been safe, but there has been in a time, and as we see the days go on, that a fear and a reverence of God, even amongst people that are lost, is missing. 
We're seeing it. You say, well, how can this happen today? Well, you're seeing it because the fear of God is, is dwindling in America. I can't say that it's completely gone, but we're not on the right path with that. And, 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 and it's interesting because we find that in the likeness of here in, in Abraham, we find a time and a place in his life where he was in a similar situation, but in the midst of him acting, I believe we can learn from what he didn't do. Now, there ain't anything I can say. My life's nowhere near to what Abraham and the faith that he had but God put this in here so you and I can learn and learn from it. Now, to kind of catch you up to where we find ourselves, Abraham had journeyed and sojourned in Gerar, and, and, and Abraham told them uh, when he got there, or however long it was, it doesn't specifically say when, but it says that he told them that Sarah was his sister. Now, at this point, she was 89, and he was 90, and we're getting close, they're up in age, and, 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 and this was not, listen to me, half of that was true. Now, that part was true. But a half-truth is still an intentional lie when you leave out the other part. You say, well, why, why, why would that be? Well, he was telling a half-truth. She was his sister. We've, we've come across this before. But the problem was she was his wife. And he didn't left that part out on purpose. And she did the same thing. And I'm going to get there for a second. But, so Abimelech sent for Sarah and took her. But God came to Abimelech in a dream telling him that this was a man's wife and he withheld him from sinning against him. And he said, listen, you're going to give her back or I'm going to kill you. That's what God said to him. And uh, you know what we find in here? We did find the fear of God. There, there was some fear here. But, but, but think about this. The next morning, Abimelech rose up early, the Bible said. And absolutely, I wouldn't be sleeping after that either. He got up early, and, 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 and he called on his servants, and he told them, and it said that they were all afraid. Then he called Abraham, and he said, yeah, I'm going to paraphrase, but what in the world have you done? And why have you done this? Why have you chosen to, to, to say this to us? And what could you do with the problem that you called? And he, he says a phrase here, and he says, what did you see here? that would make you do this. And here's what Abraham's response was. He said, now, I want to just make this statement up front. This doesn't make it right. This was still, he might have, this might have been, and I believe that he, what he saw was true, but his, this does not justify his conduct in the land. But notice, he says, surely the fear of God is not in this place. Now, I don't know the length of days that they were there, but as he looked out in the way and the conduct of people, the way that the city uh, took care, the way the people treated one another and the things, and, and what he got from that as he looked out and as, he, as we would look out in the world, he said, surely the people here don't fear God. And, and, and here's what I want to talk about is this, that clearly the conduct of the land uh, was as if man did not fear the Lord, and we're living in days similar to that. The, 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 don't let it shock it. I know it doesn't. We preach it, and I don't want to sit around here and beat the same horse, so, so to speak, but, but it, it's interesting how much of the Word of God, even in the Old Testament, we can find application for our lives here today in 2024. And, and, and I want you to notice that there was a cause to what happened in here, and, and he saw that they were not, uh, they, that they were not 
fearing the Lord and he began to change the way that he lived based upon what he saw. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Uh, we as believers are to walk by faith. That's the clarity of the scriptures. And may I say faith is not a blind thing. I'm not walking around in this life wondering, well, do I just take the next step or what am I going to do? Faith is not based on that. Faith is based on the evidence of things hoped for. And the, I'll go, I can read it over in Hebrews. We, we are faith is in the word of God. It's not blind. I don't know what has tomorrow, but I know the one that does. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Listen, when we make our decisions in our everyday life, and that's what walking by faith is, that is literally obeying the word of God as you live and trusting that what God says to do is the right thing to do, no matter of the circumstances. We live by faith. That's how we're supposed to live. But there are times in our life, and there's times where we can get where if we're not careful, faith is not what motivates us. We can operate. That's what I want to use. Uh, there's an operating cause. We can operate not in faith. And that's what we see here. And, 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 and we see here Abraham, uh, uh, we can cause some trouble in our lives and the lives of others when we don't live by faith. When we don't just say, you know what, uh, there's times in our life... Oh, uh, Every day we, we, we live by faith, but there's times in our life we get in a situation that we're, we're much like salmons. Or salmon, no S on the end for you grammatical ones. But I'm going to say if it's a bunch of fish, I'll call them salmons, okay? But if you ever watch those documentaries, they swim upstream to go and then they dive and they lay their, lay their eggs, but they swim upstream. And there's, there's times and periods in our life and situations we get into where everything else is going this way. But the right way is this way. And, 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 and if we get in those situations, we got to remember that, listen, the word of God is always right. The word of God is sure. We, that is where faith, where we see this. And times God will test us for this. God will grow us for this. And, and just like he did Abraham. But, 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 but I want you to notice here that when we see in this passage of Scripture, Abraham begins to just uh, start operating, not out of faith anymore, but he begins operating out of fear. Now, there is a healthy fear. The Bible tells us about the fear of the Lord. You can go through Proverbs, this ain't all of them, but in 1 and 7, the fear of the Lord's the beginning of knowledge. In 8 and 3, it's the fear of the Lord's to hate evil. In 9 and 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In 14, 27, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. In 19, 23, the fear of the Lord tendeth to life. All of those are healthy for someone who observes those. And that's what Abraham was saying was missing in the land. But I want you to notice that there's a, there's a healthy fear, but there's also an unhealthy fear. And here's where Abraham found himself. What he did not see in the conduct and the character of the people of Gerar, it began to put him in a place where he had an unhealthy fear. And the Bible says in, Saul, in Proverbs 29, 25, notice this, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Now, it, it, that, that fear of man bringeth a snare. And what happened was is Abraham got caught in, in the trap of fear and he began to operate his life and to live his life and to make a, 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 a bunch of decisions based upon trying to figure out and being scared of man and Instead of just trusting God in the situation. I mean, I say when we begin to operate that way, we're going to cause some problems in our life. Now, listen to me. You may make decisions by faith. That may not eliminate the feeling of fear that you have inside. 
The Bible said, think about this, the Bible said in Galatians 5 and 16, if you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, or if you walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That doesn't mean that the lust goes away, but the power that goes towards the old man, you have victory in the Spirit. Well, listen to me. You can be doing the right thing and still have fear, but still be walking by faith. That feeling, that emotion, that anxiety that comes up on the inside, Listen to me. It, it'll move you if you allow it to. There's a lot of things that can drive the ship tonight if we allow that to. And fear's one of them. We can begin to live our lives in the fear of, uh, of, of what could be. And, and I mean, you watch the news long enough, it'll scare you to death. But then if you get in the Bible and he says, he says listen, hey, do I not feed the sparrows? He, he, he begins to tell us, listen, don't worry about the cares of tomorrow. Focus on today. But you see what happens is there's a fear there because of the way that society was going. And here we are in 2024. Metal detectors on elementary school doors. In America, I mean, the threat of disaster looms. I mean, they're not in the hands, but you think about uh, uh, the world is in the hands of, of, of men and, and, and women that are in high places that, that have evil desires and things like that. And here we are in Dunbar, we're at, at, in some ways, and you think about it, we're always under the hand. God's in total control. But, but he's placed them there in that thing. You think about that for a second. That can bring fear to you. You're just a button or two away from a war starting. That's that, That's reality. And that, those kind of things could make us to change the way that we live. And that's what happened here. And, and, and I want you to know this. His decision-making was based on fear in man and not faith in the Word of God. We, if you find yourself here, listen, you make a mistake based off of fear. If you, if you choose that and you start going the wrong way, stop where you're at and just turn around and get it right. Don't continue in that. Don't continue operating that way. But his decisions were not made in faith in God's word. His decisions were made in, hey, I, uh, he saw what the land was doing. I want you to stay with me here. Notice this. Uh, here's another thing I want you to grasp out of this is, well, preacher, this, why is this applicable to me? Well, first, you and I are not exempt from operating this way. If the father of faith, which is Abraham, all I can say is good things about him, but here's what I say. He's a man. He's just like we and you and I were. He is subject to like passions as you and I were. But can I say something to you? Hey, if the father of faith failed, and look how long he's been in this journey. We're now nine chapters since he was introduced, about eight chapters that was fully dedicated to his life. And here we find, and I believe at this place he's matured and he's still growing. But listen, you and I are not exempt. This is here for our learning. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope we cannot allow our lives to be motivated by fear we've got to be moved to live by faith we've got to trust God yes it's dangerous yes it's perilous but you know what I was thinking about this and I'll just go ahead and say it now it said in 2nd Timothy chapter number 3 it said this know also that perilous times shall come but about 11 12 verses later it says but continue in the things which thou hast learned he says that because we can you and I can live by faith 
We do not have to allow the current conditions, the world's climate, the economy, the, 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 we're in a, another presidential, another, another election year. I mean, the last election year we had, we had a worldwide pandemic. We had all kinds of uh, just craziness from each side. And we're, I'm sure we'll see in the days ahead. And you know what it could do? It could make us shell up and want to quit and want to do all these things. But God said, continue. We can live by faith. Think about this. He's operating by faith. Two chapters prior to this, and I don't know the time that's lapsed from there to here, but two chapters prior to this, God told him that Sarah would conceive and bear him a son. I started thinking, this was a promise of God. And you know what can help us in these circumstances we're in? There'll be... They'll be, we're in a, in a, so to speak, as a national, we're in a national uh, a problem. We have a nation problem here. It's a sin problem, but we have a problem nonetheless. But there may be a, a situation or a problem that comes that affects you, just like it did them here. But, but I want you to grasp this here is we need to stay close to the promises of God or our thinking will get influenced negatively. One thing I pulled, our class has been going through Genesis now for, for over a year and, and the continual repeating, either by the person in here or by God, of continually repeating the promises of God. We cannot, as believers, listen to me, you, listen, you will be driven by fear. You'll be motivated by everything other than faith if you stay away from your Bible. This is why we need to get in God's Word. It's why we need to get God's Word in us. We need to make the effort. We need to do all that we can to get God's Word in us. Why? Because it will help our thinking in this moment. The first further we get from God's word, the more faulty that our thinking is in a spiritual basis. We got to get in God's word. We got to study it. We got to pray it in us. We got to meditate on it. We need to read it. And, and, and we can see here in this situation, uh, looking at his, he had the promises of God. And, and what was amazing is God in this situation, Abraham did not seek him out, but God was still able to work. And you know what Abraham had? Abraham had a life full of a past where seeing already God move in his life. So when he came to this situation... When he had this feeling of fear, he could have trusted in the promise, reminded himself, God told me I'm about to have a child. Think about that. God told him he was about to have a child. He could look back and see the things that God had done. Look at how he defeated three, I think it was Abraham and 318. It was, wasn't very many uh, men went in and defeated like four or five kings at one time. God was with him in these things. And they weren't even an army. They were being from his own house that he had trained. But I want you to grasp this. Our mind, when fear gets in there, if we go far from the word of God, we'll begin to think faulty. Fear will make us do things instantaneously. Just like this right here. I don't know how long they were in the land. And I don't know if, it, if there was a confrontation here or what it was, but here's what we know based upon the scripture is, is that they had conjured this plan up and they had said, you know what, we're going to do this. I don't know how long it had been stewing in their hearts and how much worry it was, but if he'd have got in the promises of God, he may not have made such a rash decision. We got to continually remind ourselves of the word of God. Every single day we need to renew ourselves by transforming of your mind. Go to Romans 12 and, and read that. But I want you to think about this. He was moving out of fear. So uh, moving out of fear, it, it, it does this too. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. 
For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Can I say something to you? If we are making our decisions based off the fear of man, we are not pleasing God. God said it's impossible for us to please him without faith. And we can base on the decisions that Abraham made. We know God was not in those decisions because they were against the word of God. But we cannot please God if we're thinking in our hearts and our minds, even in the midst of a crisis, a circumstance that comes on us where we have the fear, whatever it may be, what we can remind ourselves is is that we have to trust the Lord. We have to walk by faith because that's the only way we can please him. Now, we're living in days similar to this. And this is all the cause here. This is just what is in his heart. He's allowed this to take control in his heart. We have a decision in how we live. We have, I, there's things that come our way. There's things that's come into my life that I had no, I had no, I didn't invite them in. I didn't ask for them to come in, but they came in. And there may be situations, may I say, there's times that Abraham's got himself in problems. There's times I've walked and put myself in a problem. But there's times that things have come to me. But either way, if I've done it or it's came, how I respond to it, I got a choice to make of what I'm going to do with it. And here as we come to this situation, the fear that comes in these circumstances of life, and we're living in these days, it's not all the way gone here in America, but it's, it's, it's not well in America. But I want to encourage you, that in the midst of this, that we can still continue through the peril. I mean, you, you think about, I know Steve talked about this before, but think about when the pandemic come, wondering what the, what the mortgage the size of this church has, wondering what we're going to do. Well, we're going to just keep trusting God by faith. All, all we can do is, is to do our best is to obey the word of God in the midst of that, and that's what to trust the Lord to take care of us. But I want to tell you, we can and we should continue and really you know what our hearts ought to say we will that's what ought to be the 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 desire of our hearts to say well we're going to but we can but I want you to notice this cause here it was a faith uh, it was a fear of man that brought these things but the fear that was inside his heart and took control of his heart then changed his conduct looking at this right here it doesn't say anything about his heart but his heart comes out in the conduct Listen, what we believe will determine how we behave. And we, we got to trust the word of God. But I want you to think about this. Out, operating out of fear caused him to have unrighteous conduct. Now, I'm glad for a sovereign God in heaven who can work in a situation where we... You know what this is? This is called, I created a mess. But I'm glad for God, even when Abraham didn't seek him out, at least by the scriptures that we see here, is able to work in a mess. But I want you to think about the fear caused him to do things contrary to scripture. This is how we know God was not in that. And this is how we know that that can't be a motive of our life. Fear of man can't be. I'm not saying don't be wise. I believe with all, when we went to Houston, when we were down there, I'd never been to Houston, Texas. I don't know if we'll ever go back, but I've never been to Houston. After that, seeing that plane lose the door uh, a couple weeks ago in Alaska, I don't know when's the next time I'll get on. We're driving, so. But we were just a block or two over 
in, a, in one of the largest cities in America, a place that I'd never been. Now listen, y'all think I'm crazy, but I mean, we were going .2 miles, but I mapped her out on the GPS to make sure I knew where I was going. That wasn't because I didn't want to trust anything. I, I, I think there's a time to be wise. When I was down there, I wanted to make sure that if we were going here, we weren't going here after dark. I'm not trying to put myself in problems, right? And I think we can see this. And I believe we can operate in wisdom, but that doesn't mean that we stop trusting God. There comes to a place where we, we try to take over the situation. And Abraham here, because of the fear in his heart, instead of seeking God and just saying, Lord, we're down here in a place that it seems like nobody knows you. I'm worried that they're going to get me. Instead of calling out to the Lord, we find he just says, you know what, here's what we do. That's a bad idea. I want you to notice a few things that had him operating out of character. As we read this right here, I think it's amazing God put it in here. But he's showing us, because we think about Abraham, I think, I think about on the mountain, sacrificing Isaac. What an amazing, I mean, leaving his home country to a place he'd never been. I mean, think about the amazing things because of faith in God, because he believed God. He was made righteous, and God made a covenant with him and, and, and blessed him and gave him and all these things. But I want you to think about this for a second, how this is such a picture uh, later, especially later on in his life, of how out of character it is of Abraham. They were both wrong in the matter, by the way. I know I'm talking about Abraham, but Sarah lied too, and she was a part of it. But Abraham lied to Abimelech. He intentionally withheld the truth about Sarah's wife, and she did the same thing. And listen to me, that's sin. When you lie, an intentional mistelling of truth is, is a lie, that's sin. Well, it was just a little one. Well, hold on, sin is sin. I mean, I know there's degrees of sin. Jesus talked about that in, over in Matthew, but sin is still sin. It can all be categorized that way. He lied. Here's another thing. Now, what's amazing is, think about Abraham. You say, how out of his conduct? I know he was a man, but as we look through his life, he was one that spoke truth, one that, that proclaimed truth, one that lived in a way. So when he did something such intentional as this, how out of character that was for him, but that's because he was operating other than faith. Think about this. This is out of character. He did not seek God for wisdom about what he saw, but he made his own plans. I mean, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This is a verse my dad quoted to me almost all my life. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Here's a man that literally left everything. His heritage, his family. Now he paused there for a minute, but he got to where he was going. Left it. To see a place he had never been before. That God said, I'm going to give it to you. Now think about that. Think about all in his life. How he took and gave his son. Was willing to sacrifice his son to obey the Lord. That, that's faith, by the way. Because the Bible teaches us that he knew that if, if he did it. That God could raise him back up. That's faith right there. He believed God. I mean, the Bible even says he believed God and it counted to him for righteousness. I want you to think about this for a second. And here we find a period in his life, a, a circumstance in his life where you know what he did? He didn't live by faith or operate by faith. He operated by sight. He looked out. 
And I want you to grasp in the middle of this, that can happen to us. That can be us. I'm sure it was overwhelming and anxiety. I mean, I, I can't imagine what brought him to this place, but the way, how bad the land was. But he operated out of character. Think about this. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed with about so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You know what he didn't do? He didn't lay aside the sin. You say, what do you mean? This is the second time in Scripture that this same scenario had come up. If you go all the way back to chapter number 12 in the book of Genesis, down in Egypt, he said, she's my sister. And here, I don't know how many years later, she's 89 years old. Speaks of her beauty, a testimony of her beauty. 89 years old. And here we come again, another situation. That he already knew didn't work and how God worked in there again. If you go back and read, it's amazing how God worked in this. But here we come to another place. And this is one of those sins that so easily beset us. You say, well, what is that? Well, you're going to know what it is in your life. It may not be the same as what in my life. But there's things that will trip us up if we don't lay them aside. And thinking about this, he could have looked back in his life and said, I better not do that. There's been some times that the Lord has things I've done and I've looked back on my life and the Lord has used that as a lesson to me that something may come up later on. I say, ain't no way I'm doing that. I mean, I'll take whatever else it may be, but I ain't going back there and do that. Uh, and, 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 and I think this is a place right here where Abraham could have looked back and said, but he's here, same thing again. Same thing again. Operating out of character. But I want you to look at this operating cost. Just as much as living by faith can bring forth blessings, some we, don't even, we haven't seen here, but living out of faith and living by fear of man can be costly. First, he put his wife in danger. Now, I didn't think about this till a second ago when I was sitting down there. But not only did he put his wife in danger of being with another man, he literally had a period he was not with his wife. This was costly. Someone he spent his whole life with, someone he was getting ready to have, the promised child was getting ready to come through, and here he's not even with her based on a decision that he made. There was some cost in our decision. The devil don't tell you. Tom preached a good message this morning. There's some things the devil, he cannot do, and I'm glad for those things he can't do, but let me tell you one thing he can do. He can tell you and show you all kinds of things in the moment, but he won't show you what's ahead. He don't show you the consequences. He might show you all the things you think you'll get from it in the moment, in the hour, but he don't show you all the broken things that's later on, all the train wrecks and the disasters that come from it. And in the moment, Abraham maybe is trying to figure out a plan. He's trying to lead his family, trying to, trying to protect himself and his wife and all these things. And instead of consulting God, it makes you wonder if the devil didn't just say, well, won't you just tell her she's your sister? That's true. But he put his wife in danger. Put his marriage in danger. 
he put Abimelech and all his family in danger. You go back there and read that. God told him in the dream, and he said, I'll kill you if you don't. You'll sure, he used the same terminology, shall surely die. You'll find that in your Bible about chapter 2 and chapter number 3. Shall surely die. He said, listen, if you don't give her back to him, you're going to die. And he said, and all that's yours. Think about the decision here, the operating out of fear. We're talking about he's in a land with unbelievers. That's important. And here he's operating as an unbeliever, operating out of fear, not by faith, and it's putting them in danger. There, there's a cost to when we don't live by faith. And, and, and you can even see this later on in his life. This affected Isaac in some way. I know Isaac was not born here, but Isaac had the same tendency, did the same thing later on. But not only did, was there a cost there, but think about his testimony. This is the second place now that here is the father of faith that's lost some effectiveness with this testimony that's been rebuked by unbelievers. He marred his testimony. There's a cost to these things. And I don't want this message to be discouraging. I want it to be a, a help to us because here's the reality. We're living in those days. The world's not going to get better. I don't care what politician's running for 2024. They ain't going to turn this thing around. You know what would turn this thing around? Is if my people shall humble themselves. And, 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 and listen, if God's people would seek the face of God and we, would, and, and we would see people get saved, but until then, listen to me, there's not a man that's going to turn this thing around. And prophetically, it doesn't get better. We're here till a trumpet sounds. And then the world's going to see a time it ain't never seen before. But I want you to grasp, we are living in these days. Judy, you come on, I'm, 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 I'm tying this up. It's so important for you and I to keep ourselves close to the Word of God. I mean, daily, listen to me, let me encourage you. Stay with it, Tara. Stay in it. I know it's hard. I'm not a reader either. I don't really read. The only thing I read is the Bible and books about the Bible. Okay, I don't, I don't pleasure read. I've never pleasure read. I don't, I don't enjoy reading like that, okay? One, I'm not a good reader. But here's what I've seen in the book of Genesis that is so applicable to us. We've got to remind ourselves frequently about God's promises because it will help us in living this daily life. These things in here, these, these situations, these accounts, they're put in here to learn so that we can apply them and how to live in 2024. I know a lot's different. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have interstate highways. They didn't have a lot of things that you and I have today. But can I say, a lot of things never changed. They're still living with a, uh, with a fallen man in a fallen world that's under a curse. There's... St the, there may be new temptations in a sense. There may be new things, that avenues that you can get tempted, but there's still the same three avenues man is tempted from. That hasn't changed. But we're in a time, in a place we've never been. And, 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 and looking at the outlook, it doesn't look great for America. And I'm not being negative, I'm just being real. 
I'm just being real. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer or things like that, but I mean, I, I don't know about you all, but I, I don't have any confidence in, 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 in our government. <laughs> just being real honest with you. But I'm not looking to my government to help me to live today. I'm not looking to my government to help me to raise my family. I'm looking to the Lord. And to Him I have all confidence in and assurity in and trust in. And that's what He's trying to build in us. You know what He uses these situations in Abraham? He was building Abraham. Just like He's building you and I. We can see the growth in his life. And even in older, later on in his years, we see right here, I don't know how many years he'd been on his walk with the Lord, but we see that he still felt and still had room to grow. Well, you and I do too, but we can learn. And I, and I want to see us do all that we can to live by faith, to not get ourselves in a mess like he got into here. But I'm glad, one last thing that I can take out of this, I can't help but see how God is totally sovereign. Look down in this situation. Dug himself down in a mess. He was, he was in, a, in a place that he was sojourning. He wasn't even with his wife anymore. She, was, she had been taken. But a God in heaven got into the palace of a place of a king named Abimelech and in a place where clearly people were living however they wanted to without any fear of God, he instilled some fear of God. And he worked, um, he worked on behalf of Abraham, who was in the wrong. He was in the wrong here. Now, it didn't change his standing with God. But how he worked in the middle of that situation. And I'm telling you, when we get in one or where one comes to us, one thing that'll help us is remember he's in total control. When they say there ain't anything that can be done, when the doctor says they've done all they can do, I've been there. I've been in that situation. I've seen it. That don't mean God's done. I mean, when, when, when they say that, 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 that financially there's no way to go around this, or I'm talking about these areas that hit you in your personal life. You know what you need to remember in the time of fear? Well, what am I going to do if this happens? And what am I going to do if this happens? And what am I going to do if this happens? You know what we can remember? We can remember that there's a God in heaven we serve who's in total control, and he does all things well, and he's invited us to come boldly to the throne of grace. I want to encourage you, we're living in days where the fear of God is dwindling our country, but we can still walk by faith. You can trust him tonight. Let's bow our heads tonight. Father, we come to you.